Nestor, if I told you, I'd say no. Two months ago. Oh boy. That we were going to have interest rates. Are we still above six percent? Above six percent. So. Yeah. That inventory would be incredibly low, and people would be fighting over properties. Would you believe me? Yeah, because I felt like that was what the market was two months ago. Oh. <laughs> Nestor, six months ago. <laughs> well, let's see. It was about a year ago. April yeah. is when things changed, remember? Yeah. From the super frenetic market to slowed up. We were all worried. People are talking about the end of the world and falling off a cliff. And business definitely slowed down. Right. And then, you're right, I guess it was, gosh, almost six months ago. Because November, December is when things started clipping it's, again. It's, I'm not sure what market we're in. I don't know. What was the question? Do you, can you believe we're in the market that we're currently in? Yes. I honestly can't believe we're in the market that we're currently in, but I guess the better question, it's funny, I don't know if I really care. Because I still feel like if you're doing the right things and doing things over and over again, is the market more difficult than it has been? Have we seen a market like this? Not for a long time. I mean, this is this is definitely an interesting um, time that I'm seeing. And uh, talking with a lot of different agents from all over the country, it's it's interesting because what we're seeing here, I'm not necessarily, or at least they're not necessarily seeing it in other places. Really? Yeah, so there's there's, I feel like some places are actually experiencing the market that we experienced last year, that they're actually experiencing that market right now. So it's it's weird, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of doom and gloom. I'm hearing a lot of, you know, people cutting back and doing those things and figuring things out. And I'm like, the last time I, f I, I felt like or feel like we were in a market similar to this was back in like 08, 07, 08. Mm. is what the market feels like to me. And that was an exciting market then, and I'm excited about the market now. Cause, you, know, you know, it was, I remember, what was it, two? It was like three years ago, four years ago, we were sitting in the front row at a uh, seminar, and Gary Vaynerchuk was the, was the keynote speaker, and he's, he was talking about real estate, and he looked at the entire audience, and he said, yeah, it's easy right now. And one of these days, everybody in this audience is going to get punched in the nose, and that's when reality is going to check and, and you know, basically check us and who's really in this for real and mm -hmm. who's not. And I feel like that's where we're at. So we're getting punched. Is the, where's the hand? Like here or here? Oh, a little I, bit past <laughs> us. <laughs> well, some people have gotten knocked out already. Yeah. Um, so I was I was talking to the gentleman from the local board this morning, and and dues just came due again, and so down tick in numbers as far as uh, membership renewal and things of that nature trickled down a little bit. Interesting. Um, he, this was a fascinating thing, and, and this is where where I'm confused, and I think it's just because people started so long ago. Lot of uh, people dropping out of the business as far as not renewing their yes. membership dues, but there's still a high number of people coming into the business right now. Oh, yeah. interesting. Newly licensed, yeah, just getting that. started. So their numbers on a board level don't look that bad because it, it's kind of becoming that revolving door. 
they're leaving as quickly as they're coming in. They're coming mm -hmm. in one door and they're leaving out of the other door, so their numbers are staying pretty, pretty close to each other and they're not really seeing a big impact what's happening. But Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. We didn't see that in 9-10. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it was like, ooh, let me go work at Mickey D's. Yeah. Um, well, I will say, I work on my numbers. I'm always on the phone. Right. And it's interesting to see, yeah, it seems like, because I always look everybody up before I call them, I'm like, where are they? And I have to look, and I go to the DRE, and it's NBA, no broker affiliation. Yep. So I will ask you this. Because here's one of the things I've noticed. Um, kudos to to the talking from a recruiting standpoint. Kudos to those out there right now that are actually doing it. The phone calls are up. Um, inbound calls are definitely up as well. That I've noticed that um, the brokerages that are are taking this serious, they are definitely dialing a lot more right now and, and making a whole lot more phone calls and being very being very yeah. proactive. Um, now that being said, there's a lot right now that I see sitting on the sidelines just kind of waiting. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I was going to morph this into a, hey, can you believe we're at where we are now? And what should agents be doing now? Same thing we tell them every time. Yeah, does it ever change? Days, right? I feel like a broken record. And it's funny because just a little bit earlier you said, you know, doing the same thing over and over again. I'm like, yeah, that's basically yeah. the business. It absolutely is. I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with innovation and, you know, looking at new ways to develop your business. But, you know, I was having a conversation with one of our, our top agents here in the office and, um, gosh, they hold an open house. They hold two open houses, three plus open houses every single weekend. And they've been doing that since Lord knows how long. And I was talking to her and she says, I didn't have any open houses this weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I said, oh, so you took the day off or you took the weekend off and enjoyed yourself. She says, oh, no. I went out door knocking. I went and visited all the other open houses that were out there. And then I door knocked around every single one of those open houses. And I, I spent my entire weekend in that community. Like, Amazing. Exactly. Kudos to you. And that is doing the business. And, and that's, you know, it's interesting. That's well, that's a perspective of not panicked, just keep going out there and keep doing the things. Something's going to happen, you know. Something. Who's who's most likely to get the business when you're taking that approach? So, you know, I was like, kudos for you. Yeah, I like it. I like the sweat equity too. Exactly. I think right now that's important. I think check equity always works to a degree. Right. I think a lot of people don't realize you got to write that check. Then you got to do a heck of a lot of work yep. to convert those leads out. Whereas you can just go circle prospect, get on your SOI, whatever you're going to do, reach out, and uh, you don't have to write the check, and you can shake some things out of the bushes that way too. Exactly. So if I was coming to you right now and I said, I don't know what to do, what's on the top of the list for you? Belly to belly. Okay. I have during the day, a period of time I just go out. Okay. What do I do, Travis? I don't care what you do, really. You can go around new listings, you can go around exactly. old listings, you can go to the grocery store with your pen on and yeah. uh, uh, see what people are up to, but something, get on the phone, something where you're just touching base with people. Uh, and then I'm spending some time on my, I'm trying to think what it is, my digital presence. Mm -hmm. So I think that's super important. 
It, I think digital presence is super important, and, I, and that's where I spend a lot of time. I, and when I say I spend a lot of time, no, I'm not spending all day um, liking and posting and things of that nature. I think that that's important, but that's probably the least important when you're actually on, on, on social media. I spend a lot of time engaging. I am, you know, instead of text messaging, I DM a lot now. So um, I'm probably sending out, gosh, right now, probably sending out about 200 plus DMs, 300, 200 to 250 plus DMs a day. A day? A day. Good Lord, people, yes. we are behind. And you would be surprised, and, and here's kind of how it goes. It's almost, there, there was a day and time where I would just go through my phone and start at the alphabet and you know text message somebody and just checking in or just saying hello, I was thinking about you. Travis, it's been a long time. Whatever That's when I say, I don't care what you do. That's it, <laughs> right. start an A. Exactly. Start an M maybe this week. Right, <laughs> and I've gotten into the habit of doing it on, on direct messaging, and I like it, because you can, you can see when they've seen it, you can see when they respond, communications go back and forth, and it's easy for me to have several conversations at the same time. Mm. Versus being on the telephone, I'm one yeah. conversation at a time. When I'm in the DM world, I literally can have seven or eight conversations going on at one time and going back and forth. And I just keep going down, and sooner or later, somebody comes back and starts to talk to me, and you know, some people get back to me. Here's what, here's what I find fascinating about DM. There's always something now for me to respond to. Because if I DM you and you don't see it, what happens is I turn on my phone tomorrow when I wake up in the morning, there's always a group of people that didn't get back to me yesterday that just saw the message or did, oh, so sorry, I missed your message, blah, 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 and boom, it's just. Or how about that five or seven <laughs> days later? Right, but it's, <laughs> hey, sorry. <laughs> and it's always a start for me to be able to start with something and just start the communications up. So Very um, good. yeah, that's spending a lot of time doing that right now and just, just making connections. And then people always ask, how's the business? Just, you know, everybody, yeah. everybody's interested in how the market is right now. So they want to talk about it. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I like uh, just being, try to be creative, right. you know, uh, be curious, whether it's in the area you work or what we know about real estate. And so, I, I, I mean, the one I was, my fallback on is like Proposition 19 campaign. Mm -hmm. Have you thought about that? Is there somewhere, you know, hey, let me find a neighborhood that might right. be ripe for this type of marketing for people. Uh, you know, what can you do? Who can, who can be a target out there that you can get some messaging to, whether it be digitally or snail mail yep. or whatever it is out there? Uh, I was sharing someone with someone today. This isn't going to work in today's market, but take the idea and run with it. Is I used to say, actually, in this very room, in the back when I was a new agent, I would listen to all of our agents pitching their plugs and wants. And I would very quietly be writing down yep. notes. And I would leave this room, and for the next four days, I had door knocking material. Because I knew, you know, whoever, Michelle and Esther needed a four-bedroom yep. in the landing. And I know that Lorraine needed Correct. a three-bedroom over in the colony. And I would just go and start knocking on doors. It's, and it's fascinating to me how that's probably something that is very relevant, I think, for right now. Because there is no shortage of buyers. The buyers are out there, and the buyers don't have a property to buy. Um, and or we're ending up in multiple offer situations. Yeah, for sure. So best one to put together is that off-market property. When you know exactly what they want and what community they want to be in, makes it easy to go out there and 
And there's a ton of agents that don't want to do that. Go do it for them. Exactly. Well, yeah. that's what I knew. Yeah. I knew I wasn't going to get in trouble. No one was going to be knocking on those doors. Exactly. And I had to learn, too. I remember someone said, we need a home that has RV parking in it. And I thought, boy, I work in the older part of Irvine, mm -hmm. so I'm sure I've got a lot of those lots. And so I went through, and this is way before internets and maps and everything. And so I, I think I kind of drove around. I was making notes. Oh, is that gate wide enough for someone to get an RV in there? And I'm going. It wasn't until way afterwards I thought, what the hell am I doing? Why am I not knocking on every the single door, door instead of trying to cherry pick the ones that might be a possibility? So I hit one that you can't have RV parking on, but they might be thinking yeah, of selling. Thinking of selling, exactly. So that was part of my exactly. learning curve. Yeah, <laughs> I was. We get agents, or you've probably seen this, that notorious letter that comes in the mail mm -hmm. of, "I've got a buyer that's looking for a home in your particular community," and I, you know, I see those all the time, and I always tell the agents, I say, "You want to be specific, but you don't want to be too specific." You know, I need a three-bedroom, two and a half bath, floor plan, such and such. Just send it to the whole community. <laughs> if they call you and that house doesn't work, at least you know somebody that's looking to sell their house. So that's funny that you say that because I remember. Well, we we think we're trying to be helpful and thoughtful in what we're doing, but you're right. Many yeah. times it backfires on us. All right. So name of the game, being consistent. I think that's always a magic Number word. one. I, number yeah. one. Bore yourself to death. Boy, when you're bored with what you're doing so repetitively, yep. you're probably onto something. Absolutely. What time of the day do you normally prospect? Currently, mm -hmm. 9 to 11 a.m. Okay. So I'm more in the afternoon. So my, my mornings, I tend to try to get everybody situated and things like that, and then I jump into it in the, the mid-afternoon types of things. But I, I, I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that it's scheduled. Yes. That this is the time when we're going to be doing this particular activity and that it's gonna be happening on a regular basis. And I think that that's probably one of the biggest mistakes that I see people are making in not creating that consistency. Great intention and terrible follow through. Right. It, the agent that I was talking about an open house, typically they have an open house on that particular, during the time where they are normally having open houses, she was used to working at that time and said, instead of saying, hey, I'm taking this time off, she just picked a different activity to do during that time frame. Yeah, so, love it. Yeah. All right. Very good. So? So there's always something to be had in the market. This one's interesting. That's well, been interesting it's for been 23 interesting. years. Yes. For me. <laughs> but this particular market, I like it. I think that this is an opportunity to seize the moment. There is hope. Um, and I think that that's really important to understand. I, mean, it's, I was reading, um, it was an article that I was reading. Where was I reading? Oh, it was uh, David Goggins' new book, and he was talking about... Uh, example he gave in there and we're talking about uh they took a bunch of rats which i don't ugh. yeah not my thing mine either but they <laughs> they put them in a big tub of water with no escape unable to escape and when they put them in there the study was how long will they swim for before they drown and it was very interesting seems a little cruel but okay it, it is uh, <laughs> so for the animal activists out there, I didn't do the study. I'm just <laughs> repeating what had happened. Um, but they went about 15 to 20 minutes before they um, went to the bottom and drowned. 
And what was happening, the very first time they did this, the pattern was exactly the same. They'd swim for a while, then they'd swim down to the bottom, they'd look for an escape hatch, they couldn't find one, and then they would just give up and they would drown. Then they set, took a second group of rats, and just before the 20 minutes, they took them out, dried them off, let them come right back to normal, and then put them back in. Oh, gosh. 15 plus hours, they actually got up to 60, I think the max was like 60 some odd hours before the same rats drowned, just because the one thing changed that they actually had hope in that situation and they understood that there was a way out eventually, so they didn't give up. And I feel like in our industry that that's what we see so often that people just, they give up and they're the ones that are sitting there and they're gonna drown and just have to understand, you gotta outlast this. It's that simple. Yeah. So, anyway, that's my story. The message is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I picked rats, yeah, I did, which okay. was what it was. I didn't pick bunny rabbits. Right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you like what we're talking about, please let us know. Like and subscribe. Hit the bell. Um, drop us a comment. We're always happy to engage with you, and hopefully everybody's doing well.